Hi, I'm Tana Jennings, and you're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Unsigned Chat Podcast. As usual, I'm joined on the show by my awesome co-hosts and singer-songwriter, Jaina Jennings. Jaina, hello, and how are you? I'm good, how about you? Yeah, good. Also joining us on the show this week is country pop duo Wildfire. So, ladies, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how about you? Great. So what are you currently working on at the moment then? So we just put out a new music video yesterday. It premiered on the pop culture. So we were working on that for a while called Hold On To That. Yeah, Hold On, Hold on To That music video. Um, and then right now we're just writing a bunch. We're going to be recording in August, um, a, like six singles we're going to put out next year. So we're working on that right now. Wow, so you're already planning for 2020 already? Yes. Wow, that's that's good going. That's certainly forward thinking. I did um, look at your the music video for was it Billboard Sign? Yeah, mm-hmm. really like that. That was a good song. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to make. Yeah, for sure. So, how does your songwriting process work with you two? Well, we usually, um, you know, come up with an idea together and then take it to a writer, and then mm-hmm. we just write with the writer. So, a lot of co-writing. Okay. So, do you find that someone kind of creates? Um, or has the ideas of how it's going to sound. Somebody else is quite good at sort of with the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, um, Kelly's more of the melody. Yeah, and person. Kayla's more of the so- song lyrics. Yeah, the actual lyrics. Okay. And uh, how long have you guys been together for then, sort of singing? Yeah, well, we're sisters, so we've been, you know, singing together for a really long time. We used to do a lot of um, musical theater um, and did a lot of stuff separate. And um, I think we've been in this duo for around three years. It started at the Rodeo Rockstar competition, a singing competition for the Houston Rodeo. Our voice teacher paired us together, and we just love singing together. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, you've been sort of like in the studio for about three years? Yeah. And uh, how long did it kind of take you to come up with, like, the billboard sign then? Um, yeah, well, the billboard sign idea was um, kind of more of – this is Kayla speaking. It was more of my idea – um, and we wrote that with the writer. Kelly came up with a lot of the melody on that. And, yeah, I was just drawn for personal experience. And have you had much feedback on that song then so far? You know, Oh, yeah, think? for sure. So... Um, it actually just hit 100,000 streams on Spotify, which is awesome. That's probably our most popular song um, from this project that we just released to Ben there. Um, yeah, it's it's just been awesome you know a lot of articles have been written it's been a lot of fun congratulations on a hundred thousand streams that's awesome thank you yeah that's really good going so when you kind of write something do you kind of um know how it's going to sound immediately or does it take a bit of honing and kind of working on it a bit more um i think it just depends on the song when we find a song where the words just kind of flow out and the melody just kind of like forms together naturally I think those uh, definitely take less time than the ones where you kind of have to push the idea and really you know critically think about what you're writing about yeah have you got many sort of festivals or anything performing wise for the summer yeah actually we have two big festivals coming up in um, July we have the East Texas Festival on um, 
July 4th, so Independence Day. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's expected to be 10,000 in attendance, so that'll be a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and then we have the Pickathon Festival, which is in downtown Houston. It's at the Last Concert Cafe, which is um, a big performance venue in Houston. A lot of great bands play there, so we're super excited yeah. about that. And do you sell a lot of merchandise then at your shows? Yeah, we have all of our we have our been there line of merchandise that just came out a couple of, about a month ago actually. Um, it's awesome. People are seem, seeming to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. And. Do you do, do you sell a lot of merchandise sort of like through your websites as well? Or is it yeah, we have, we have our website, uh, www.wildfiresings.com slash store, where we do sell um, a lot of our merchandise. You have the whole bin there line. We have all the wildfire t-shirts, wristbands, pop sockets, hats. So Pop sockets, fun. Yeah. Pop sockets, what are they? You put them on the back of your so you can kind of um, hold them while you're taking a selfie or you can like prop phone up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, did you like sell- the, cir- the little circles, the little yes. circle things you can put on the back of your phone. Those are so cute. Yeah. I must get one. I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> <laughs> you need a wildfire one then. Yes, for sure. Do you do international posting? Yeah, we do. We, we ship a lot out to the UK and Canada. Okay. So if you've got quite a lot of fans in the UK then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I see a big um, part of our fan base from like the UK. Okay. And have you ever been to the UK? Or no, not been... yet. Not yet. Definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, we're hoping to get some performances out there. So will that be like 2020? or um, Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I think you guys do, I think you describe yourselves as kind of country pop, don't you? Yeah, country pop is what we kind of define ourselves as. And what we're kind of finding in the UK at the moment is that um, sort of country music is becoming more and more popular. So there's more and more sort of country festivals that are being put on. And we've kind of seen a real big sort of a spike in that at the moment, which is quite interesting to see. Yeah, I know there's the C2C Country Fest- yes. Festival there. Um, a lot of great artists performing that. You know, independent, sign. There's a lot of great ones. And there's um, another company over here as well. I think it was called, um, is it Bells and Gals or something I think it's called, that um, does a lot with female country artists. I forgot about Bells and Gals. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome to perform there. Yeah, because they're very supportive with uh, sort of female country artists. Yeah, there's kind of a big influx of country music at the moment, which is quite nice to see because it's always been, in the UK, I know it's, it's not been as popular, but it's becoming more and more popular and more and more people are hearing it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to see, you know, it spreading all over the world. So when you go to shows at the moment, do you have like a, a certain set list that, you know, works? Or do, how do you pick your songs in the playlist? Yeah, so it kind of depends. You know, sometimes there's writing rounds um, or there's like fully gigs. Our favorite set to perform is um, the 45-minute set, which is pretty standard for festivals and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, we have 13 songs that we usually do. We like to change them up every now and then, but I feel like that would probably be our favorite. And do you sort of do tours across the whole of, the US or is it just like certain areas you do? We mostly perform in Texas and um, Nashville which is like the center of country music. Um, we have performed other places but that's usually where we perform just because mm-hmm. that's where like the biggest country scenes are. And how did you get into country music? How did the connection occur there? Well we always grew up listening to a lot of 
country, I would say, and pop. So I guess the two genres just kind of blended for us. And, you know, country pop has become very popular. Um, so it just worked out that way, I guess. And you're from quite like a musical family. Yeah, my dad has played guitar. He's been in a lot of bands and stuff. And, you know, he also has like the whole business thing down. So he's helped us a lot with that. Um, yeah, my mom, you know, she's more of a business type. She doesn't do as much music, but she definitely helps us in a lot of areas. She, is your mom like your, your managers then? Yeah, well, my my dad kind of manages manages us more so than my mom, but she definitely does help out. That's good. I think it's good when it's like a little family business. That what if you got anything sort of planned this week? Then your next gigs or anything? Or yeah, we have a we have a lot of band rehearsals um, for our upcoming festival this weekend, and you know we have photo shoots for Instagram pictures to do. So just a lot of those types of things. That's all the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed on Twitter, it'd be quite interesting to kind of get your thoughts on it. Um, on Twitter, you've got a huge sort of following on there. What was your key way of getting the followers? Yeah, well, our Instagram, I guess, is where we have like the most followers. And we point a lot of our followers towards our Twitter because I feel like Twitter is definitely one of our favorite platform yeah and we definitely um try to post like things that are going on um around the world that people are talking about and people catch on you know they like what we post they follow us and just what's going on in country music like the biggest things that are going on and we repost it on twitter and i guess people just see it and you know follow us enjoy it and which social sites work best for you i feel like the best social site for us is definitely Instagram. instagram instagram for sure um, we have the most, I guess, the, the the biggest fans I see come from Instagram. Um, Twitter also is great. Um, Facebook's a little bit of the, you know, um, more mature crowd, like the older um, people. But Instagram's definitely where the a lot of younger people are at. And I feel like they're a little bit more engaged. So when you sort of look at your demographics, what's your sort of certain age groups? Or is it quite sort of sporadic? Yeah, I see our biggest demographic being um, the 13 to 25 age group. We have a lot of, uh, like, engagement from Australia, New Zealand. The U.S. obviously is the biggest because, you know, that's where we're from. But also uh, Canada. Okay. And have you guys performed in Canada at all yet? Not yet. Um, We have been near Canada, like, towards the upwards of the United States, but we've never there yet so is that on your bucket list as well yeah for sure we'd love to get a performance out there soon so where's your sort of like ideal places that you'd love to sort of do a show I would love to do a show in Australia I think that would be um, amazing it's just on my bucket list to go there period it looks like a beautiful place um what about you yeah I would say definitely the UK I think it's a beautiful country uh France maybe yeah also uh Switzerland I've heard is really cool my friend is actually there right now skiing <laughs> okay so, do you do skiing yourselves or you're not, not skiers no we haven't really uh, got into skiing yet we don't really live in a cold climate so that's yeah, pretty warm here okay i see a fundamental problem with this then <laughs> yeah it sounds like your music is going from strength to strength yeah so we started out with our first ep a long time ago um it was a self-titled ep called wildfire we had a couple tracks on there. Um, it was awesome. It kind of helped us, you know, break through 
we got an A&R team and stuff and, you know, reevaluated everything that ended up being taken down because we have this new sound of the country pop. So yeah, last summer we recorded a ton of songs, wrote like 50 songs, picked a couple out of there. And that's what is on our new EP, Been There, that just came out on April 19th. And right now we're working on our next project. So super exciting. Absolutely. Well, I have some questions about about your fan base. And um, you, you said you have a big following on Instagram and Twitter. And we talked a little bit about your demographic. What do you think about having younger people as your fans like do you kind of take what you post a little bit more seriously because you know you know there's a lot of people watching you and especially younger people watching you do you take that role model role seriously yeah for sure we we have a lot a lot of young people that do watch us so we definitely like to keep everything like um good for all ages and everything um but yeah we have tons of you know, teens that follow us. And I feel like they definitely relate to us a lot. They DM us a lot of the time. And, you know, we, we do run our account. And I feel like that's not normal for a lot of artists to actually run their account. Usually they have like a management team doing it, but personal connections on social media these days is so important. And if you don't have them, I feel like you're not, you know, you don't really have a true fan base because fans love to talk to you. They love, we do Instagram lives every Sunday from seven to 8 PM and talk to fans, play songs, you know, bring them on the joint live feature. Um, it's so much fun. And we, we love, they always DM us like, and it's awesome. The live video concept especially is amazing because there are so few artists that are actually willing to talk to people on their social media or maybe like the notifications get lost but it seems like you guys really try to have a good a strong connection with the people that listen to your music do you think that having that connection with them has helped you get more streams or helps you you know in your writing process even just knowing who is going to be listening to you how to market to them out of target um what you need or do you write more um just whatever is in your head like you just write honestly and then people that follow you like it yeah we I would say um Kelly speaking here I for sure write my lyrics honestly but I also feel like I write to relate to our audience I like to make our music relatable but I also definitely write from my heart and personal experiences or what I've seen my friends go through and stuff that's great. I think that that's really important because like, that's what, that's what people can relate to. And I think that that there's a lot of music that you can't really relate to anymore unless you're like, you know, like going to the club all the time and stuff. Like you need these, sometimes you just need to hear an emotional song that helps you through the emotions that you're going through. So I think that's really beautiful. If there was anything that your listeners could take away from your music, like what's something that you want them to take away when they listen to your songs? I want them really to feel inspired. I feel like that's our biggest thing. We just, we want everyone that listens to our music to feel inspired in some way. Um, you know, I feel like since we're so young doing this, they, they look at that since they're the same age and they're like, yeah, like I can do this. Even if it's not singing, you know, they just, they, I hope they feel inspired by it. And you guys were on the um, under 21 playlist. Is that, is that right? Yeah, we were. Awesome. That's how I found out about you guys. I'm on the under 21 playlist too. Oh, awesome. Maybe you guys should do a um, shared gig. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? I live in Georgia. 
Oh, okay. Cool. Next time y'all are in Tennessee, just drive a little bit more and you'll be Yeah. <laughs> for sure. You'll be with me. That that would be a great thing for you two to do. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you were saying about how you do um sort of like Instagram live to engage more with your fans. Do you kind of think that at the moment not a lot of artists are doing enough of that and they could actually benefit from doing it as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, personal connections are just so important. I feel like a lot of artists just want to focus on the music. But I mean, in reality, it's not just about the music. It's a lot about your fan base, making sure they're engaged and, you know, they actually care about the content you're posting. Um, You know, you can get a like or a comment, but it's different, you know, getting a DM saying, hey, you inspired me today. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think one of the things that I kind of hear a lot of, certainly when you speak to a lot of artists, is they kind of say the same thing, which is, oh, we don't have time to do that. And I wonder if it's a case of they don't have time to do it or if they just don't see it as a priority. Yeah, definitely. I mean, saying that you don't have time to do it is like, you know, saying that you don't have time to make music because I feel like they're both almost equally as important. You can release great music, but if I'm if you don't have an audience that's engaged and wants to listen to it, then you don't really have anything. And it'd be interesting to get your views on how you feel the current um, state of the music industry is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the current state of the music industry is it's a little bit of a mess honestly i mean the the amount of women airplay is just it's embarrassing honestly um you know the the person who said that like you know men are the lettuce women are the tomatoes like that's it's just really sad and i mean i know it's reality um but hopefully you know women are making good music and i feel like a lot of people just don't hear it because we we listen to what we're exposed to so if all the male artists are being played on the radio and there's not a lot of female airplay you know people are going to go home and listen to what they heard exactly it's absolutely ridiculous how how little they play women when there's so much great music coming out of of um Nashville from women country artists it doesn't make any sense and it's even worse than like americana folk genres because it's like you see so many man bands <laughs> kind of overpowering the playlist and things and it's like or on the radio or whatever it's amazing to me to see how it's i mean so seldom you hear a woman being played in a, even in a grocery store it's like come on there's a lot of good music if you I mean and if you search for it you find it but you don't Really, you don't know to search for it if all you ever hear is what's being shown to you. And if women aren't being shown to you, then you just don't know that's out there. You don't know how to look for it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why, um, you know, the radio, it's it's becoming, it's still huge and everything, but it's becoming a little bit of a thing from the past. And it, it'll continue for many more years. But I mean, Spotify playlisting, Apple Music playlisting is going to be where it's at, you know, in the next couple of years and honestly where it's at now. And on there, you do hear a lot more females and, you know, people are, you know, engaging more with the female artists because that's what they're here. I think you're right. I think also with female artists, certainly when you look at the um, unsigned scene, when you compare the females to the males, the females seem to put more effort into marketing their music than what males do. They seem to be more... um, I think consciously um, engaging with the fans more than what a lot of male artists do. Definitely. I see a lot more um, 
you know, female engagement, definitely, and on social media. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I think when I listen to a lot of music through Spotify and, you know, you then follow an artist, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram, and, you know, you leave a comment saying, you know, how much you like the music. Females seem to be a lot more likely to respond back and say, oh, thanks for your comment. You know, appreciate that you liked it. Whereas guys just don't tend to bother. And I think they're actually probably, I don't know what it is, but I think women just seem to want to push themselves and their music more. Yeah, I mean, and they kind of have to, you know, looking at the the charts and everything. You know, there's only people, I guess, for at least country charts, like you only see people like, you know, Carrie Underwood, Kelsey, Maren Morris. Like those are, in Miranda Lambert, those are pretty much the only females that you see on the charts constantly. You know, for males, you see all these, you know, random people that just pop up, but it just it's a lot harder and, you know, you have to try harder on social media. So is your long-term goal to get signed or is your long-term goal to keep being independent? Yeah, I mean, we're not in a rush to get signed by any means. Um, we, we, we like being independent. I feel like there's a lot of freedom and everything and we can make For music sure. that we like and we know our fans like. Um, but yeah, I mean, one day if it works out um, and we, you know, are happy with the deal we're offered or something, I mean, yeah, we would definitely sign. Do you have kind of like a label in mind that you think if we do ever sign, that would be the label that we'd want to sign with or? Um, I mean, not really. Definitely. We, we, we focus more on the, um, like not, not on the independent labels. Cause I just feel like there's not as much support on those. Um, but the bigger companies, um, uh, for sure. And it, we don't have a specific one. I mean, I think all things happen for a reason. So just whatever works out. Okay. It's quite good that you're keeping your options open. Um, so where can people find you online? What's your social addresses and uh, your web addresses? Um, our website is www.wildfiresings.com and all of our social medias are Wildfire Sings, Twitter's Wildfire Singers. Okay. And where, where did the name Wildfire come from? What was the idea behind that? Um, I don't really know. I just kind of made it up and I thought it was cool. I just remember we were sitting in this green office and I was like, oh, wildfire would be cool because we were having like a little brainstorming session to come up with a name for our new duo. And everyone just thought it was pretty sick. So we did. So it's quite a, a simple, didn't take long to come up with. Yeah, for sure. Very good. And um, what's your ultimate goal? If you could, you want to take your music to a certain point where you think, yes, this is where we want to be. What is that vision? What's the what's the goal? Yeah, so we definitely want to create great music. Um, and for we would love to tour. We want to tour like all over the world, spread our music to as many people as possible. And um, you know, maybe that would be being an opener in the short term, and you know, having our own tour in the long term. Um, but yeah, just touring, making great music and letting it inspire people. Well, I'm, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll uh, achieve what you want to achieve. You seem very hardworking uh, individuals. So I think you'll definitely achieve. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time. And thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem at all. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcast. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week.